Hey kids, welcome to Book Snub, a podcast about books. Only bad books, though. We read them and make fun of them because we have no lives. Just kidding, I have a life. I just choose to do this. Hey folks, kids. Howdy, folks. Hey kids, you're listening to... Y'all are the worst. <laughs> uh, previously on a book snob, we decided to do Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. Alright. Such a shitty book. Intro. Here we go. Hey kids. Intro. Hey kids. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Book snob. We we talk about books. We, we snub the books. <laughs> we snub we snub those books right it's out. It's just all in that title. I'm Clara and Merlin Chrysler. Everybody, it's the holiday season. Um, Happy New Year. Um, this is a book that'll keep you warm on account of all of the fire book burnings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rachel and my favorite Matt Damon movie is Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Shut up. Is he in that? He's the spirit. He's the the horse. He's the spirit. I've never seen that movie. Oh my Jesus. It's it's a classic. It's the greatest movie ever. Hi kids. I mean, I'm not lying. Let potatoes speak. Let her speak. Okay, yeah. Hi hi, hi kids. I'm potatoes and uh, this new Windows update ruined my life. There was a new update? There was. It, like, took my mic out. It sounds like it's a support group for, like, people who've been fucked over by Windows. The tech support group. We need that, actually. (laughs) My computer doesn't go to sleep anymore, and I always forget, so I close it, and then when I open it again, I have to forcibly restart it by holding down the power button, because otherwise it won't turn back on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... So last week we kind of glossed over the summary of the book because we were like assuming that everyone went to a public high school, which is like private school erasure and also Ivy erasure. So this week, oh, <laughs> roasted! Wow! <laughs> wow! Wait, can I, Hud? Can I summarize this book? Okay, first, actually, <laughs> first, let's get this out of the way. Content warning: Yes, this suicide attempt. There's a suicide attempt and also a car crash. Again? Yet again. Oh, yeah. Again. Again. Okay. Summary? I have... It's about a guy named Guy, and his job is to start fieris. <laughs> have you been waiting this whole time to say that? She's been waiting like a week. How long no, have you I, been waiting on that joke? Halfway through the book, I fucking thought of it, and I'm like, holy shit, that's the summary. <laughs> He okay. starts Fieri's. Guy Fieri's. All right. I'm we can go. Out of we can window. leave. <laughs> Real summary. Real summary. This is a book about how there's, um, like, what if there was a world where we, like, burn books instead of reading them, and the whole time you're supposed to be like, wow, is the guy gonna, like, figure out that books are good, actually? Yes. Spoilers. It's also like that meme, you know, that uh, shirt that says... Her, her, um, technology is bad, Thomas technology is a witch. Technology is bad, fire is scary, and Thomas Edison is a witch. See, the thing about this book is that, like, the whole time it's about this guy who's like, wow, maybe books are okay, but you, the reader, are reading a book, so there's, <laughs> like, no, 
sort of like, I don't know. You're not gonna like disagree. (laughs) Yeah, you're not gonna like disagree and you already know where it's going because we live in a world where books are okay. So we're just like, you just read it and he's like, maybe books are okay. And you're like, yeah. So yeah, you know how in 2017 firefighters, they fight fires like with their bare hands. Like they square (laughs) up with the fires. Well, in like a hundred years, firefighters are apparently gonna like set the fires instead because you know books are bad herder all right let's start okay yeah the first sentence is in all caps it was a pleasure to burn which yours is in all caps it's very much in all caps well okay the next sentence just has the word it in all caps so <laughs> stop it you know what that means <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can't keep doing this back, back to our old buddy pennywise and that means that the first sentence is Pennywise getting tossed into a fire. So that's that's where we open. Would that even kill okay. him, though? Like, it, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. But it was a pleasure. Ew. There's, like, a thing with fire and Pennywise in the actual movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, holy shit. References. Anyway, so we might as well go ahead and get the title of this book out of the way. The title is The Fahrenheit at Which a Book Burns, except it really isn't because Bradbury doesn't know science. Wait, so what is the temperature where a book burns? It's between like 400 and something and another 400 and something. Like, there's not a specific temperature because books are made out of different things, you dummy. Wow. Wait, I was talking to Bradbury. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was just like, that's a little harsh. I was talking to the dead man. (laughs) I would never call Ivy a dummy. <laughs> Ray, Ray Bradbury's dead, right? Yes, I think. Okay. <laughs> so, hold on. Quick Google search before we encourage them we to harass We gotta Google him. to make sure we're insulting dead people correctly. Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury dead? dead? <laughs> um, okay, date of so death, June 5th, 2012. Alright. Harass the author. <laughs> Sci-fi legend Bray Bradbury dies. Legend? I am a little uh, worried about what sci-fi these people have been reading, where he's the best one. Okay, also, a, a good sentence that's early on, was, which is actually the second sentence. It was a special pleasure to see things eaten. God! I'm not gonna say anything. Yes, we can't keep God, doing no. this. We can't keep doing this, Jess. We make jazz. the same jokes every single time. <laughs> Anyways, ignoring Jazz, uh, all I really got from like these first two pages is that apparently s'mores are an old joke in the 1950s. Yes. Which, rude. <laughs> you know, like the old joke where you, you know, roast marshmallows. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, this man... He really loves his job. It's like he's grinning the whole time, and I'm just kind of picturing, like, the fucking Lego movie where he's like, oh shit, this is the best fucking job ever. But it's really just, like, a shitty repetitive job that most people should probably hate, and they're forced to do to get those, you know, those those little tickets that let you live. Everything but is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're when part, you're part of, of the team. team. Everything, Everything is, is awesome. awesome. I just did a dab just so the listeners know. Everything is cool when you burn up some books. Oh, no. Anyway, <laughs> he's like really happy about burning people's private property. His smiles gripped by his face muscles. Face muscles. <laughs> his face muscles. <laughs> You know how when men just have face muscles? 
And they just grip the face. So yeah, he goes back to the station. He falls down the Wonderland hole. Um, he thinks he hears something on his way back. And he's like, is that breathing or is there someone there? Um, both? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> it's like, mm, let me get a McPig too. <laughs> so yeah, basically he's a fireman who burns books for a living because, you know, this is a dystopia. That That's what you do in dystopia. What if books are bad, actually? Oh no. Says those oh, books, no. they'll take over our mind and uh, TVs are bad and... And yeah, that's why I was forced to read this book in 10th grade. TVs are bad. Oh, this is just like that one kid in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Mike TV. Thank you, Ivy. You know how he watches TV too much? Yeah. How does the song go? No, we're not doing that. That's that's one thing. We're not, we're going to draw the line at singing anything from like Willy Wonka. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Montag is walking home and he gets like the tingles. So you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> Tingles in his fingers. <laughs> and he sees a girl <laughs> and uh he like starts describing her really in-depthly and it's like she's pale and milk white, which is uh that's that's white. He really wants us to know that she is white. Like he describes her. He describes her multiple times. He actually described like a pale person by food, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Like, Subverting milk those white. norms. Yeah. Yeah. Flipping the oh, script. Ray, Ray Bradbury. Hair is yellow as corn. Girl as milk is white. Girl as white as milk. <laughs> Wish to go to the festival. No. But, uh, the festival. Okay. Also, milk is a little milk far. That's, uh, that's white. Pretty white. Ray Bradbury's sitting here creating his, like, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, and he's like, her skin tone? Milky. Like, that's, that's fucking horrifying. She has no blood. She has, she's never had a blood in her life. Like, I can't believe this. Okay, so apparently her dress whispers, so that's strange. She, um... The autumn leaves blew over the moonlit pavement in such a way as to make the girl who was moving there seem fixed to a sliding walk. So I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean, but I'm sort of imagine her just like hovering and then just like, <laughs> like s- sliding forward. It's like on those things at the airport where you're like just, <laughs> just on a moving sidewalk. <laughs> when she turns her head, it makes like a slight sound, like a white stir of her face turning. This is just fucking horrifying by this point. <laughs> She's a robot. I'd be screaming. Actually, like, some of this writing is, like, not this writing, but, like, for the whole book, it's not that bad, just that he seems to have never met a human woman in his life. <laughs> oh, definitely not. And also not many human men, either. Ray Bradbury is not a human. Ray Bradbury never met a human human in his life. <laughs> Anyway, so the girl is revealed to be his new next-door neighbor, and uh, her name is Clarice, and Clarice is a 1950s manic pixie dream girl. And he asks how old she is. Please don't. We could just skip the line. We could just- Read it. Read it. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Well, she said, 
I'm 17 and I'm crazy. My uncle says the two always go together. When people ask your age, he said, always say 17 and insane. Isn't this a nice time of night to walk? I like to smell things and look at things and sometimes stay up all night walking and watch the sunrise. And that's what she fucking says word for word. Why does her voice sound like that? Because <laughs> that's Rachel's manic pixie dream girl voice. <laughs> I, you know, I was reading it and it wasn't that, well, the, 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 the insistence on the white descriptions was a little uncomfortable, but this is where I was just like, um, it just broke. Like, is this, is this real? Is this the literary classic that everybody says it is? Cause. I remember when I read this for the first time, I let a lot more slide. I was like, not that critical of everything but this was just like what the fuck is that dialogue women am am i right also later she's like actually i'm 17 in a week oh (laughs) yeah she lied yeah i know i noticed that she's actually 16 so why does she keep saying she's 17 like why lie girl she wants to be the dancing queen but she's not yet she has to fucking wait she's not young and sweet seeing as how it would take another 27 years for that song to come out as of the writing of this book let's note the creepy fireman guy montag is 30 years old he's an old man all right so her face turned to him now was fragile milk crystal what's not that was an interesting description i thought anyway so she has some more like mouth diarrhea and uh she talks about like the night and other deep things and then she's like is it true you are the fireman and he's like yeah i am the fireman and then apparently in this world houses are fireproof fireman who lives yeah, houses Lane. are fireproof, so you can, like, burn the house, and then the books will burn, but the house won't burn or something. Okay. And she's like, do you ever read any of the books you burn? And he he's like, ha that's against the law. So you know that this <laughs> book is, like, very um, cool and dystopian because they can't read books in this world, and they only watch TV. And then... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they basically have some more manic pixie dream conversation. Uh, she continues to overuse the word crazy every three seconds. Uh, she talks about the stuff of yesteryear, such as billboards. Here's another crazy thing she says. Ben, I know something else you don't. There's dew on the grass in the morning. And he's like, whoa, did I even know that? And I'm like, what else does dew mean? Like He's like, <laughs> he's like wow, queen, that's so deep. <laughs> Well, I also think it's weird that she's like, I sometimes think drivers don't know what grass is or flowers because they never see them slowly. If you showed a driver a a green blur, oh, yes, he'd say, that's grass. A pink blur, that's a rose garden. And and she's like, my uncle drove slowly on a highway once. He drove 40 miles an hour and they jailed him for two days. Isn't that funny and sad, too? Like, girl, your uncle almost got hit by a car and died because that's dangerous. That's why that's against the law. If you go 40 miles an hour on the highway, it's against the law because it's dangerous. Also, like, the, the, the blur thing really, like, grinds my gears because, like, <laughs> drivers apparently never get out of their cars or stop driving ever, so they don't know what grass is. That's me. They're confined to- Wait, shit! People don't drive. 
these are the cars from Cars, the movie, the Pixar movie. No. Stop. No. Stop. We're not adding any more references to anything else. You said expand my reference No, No, I didn't. I never never said that. You said stop referencing the same five things. I I believe in referencing the same five things. So yeah, basically, (laughs) uh, he finishes up talking with her after that, like, dude thing, because he's just like, ooh, I gotta really ruminate on on that deep thought. So he walks into his house, and his wife- Wait, what? apparently when Jazz she... remembered something. I'm sorry. She leaves him with the thought, "Are you happy?" and then like runs away into the moonlight. And he apparently is very much not because his response is, "Am I what?" He cried. <laughs> Am I Are you happy? happy? Am I what? I like how she Naruto runs off after she like says that. <laughs> Are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> she runs off like Mina. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's on the job. So yeah, basically he walks into the house, and this is not funny, so I'm gonna stop laughing now. But yeah, so he walks into the house, and his wife has attempted suicide with sleeping pills. So then he calls up like future version of nine one one. Don't really know what he calls, but I don't care. I would like to read the description of his wife's face. Okay. She had a very thin face, like the dial of a small clock seen faintly in a dark room in the middle of a night when you waken to see the time and see the clock telling you the hour and the minute and the second with a white silence and a glowing all certainty and knowing what it has to tell of the night passing swiftly on towards further darknesses, but moving also towards a new sun. He said all of that? He said all that. That's a lot of it's words. It's like half a paragraph and it's one sentence. Before he turned on the light and he's like, oh shit. He's like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. She's just gonna be laying there. Quote unquote, like a body displayed on the lid of a tomb. Like he's already a lot of respect for women. He's like, oh, my wife's just gonna be there like a dead body or whatever. Which he fucking jinxed that, but... Dun dun dun. Anyway, so. Oh, wait, that wasn't his wife's face. That was the girl's face. I didn't read it properly. But yes, the girl's face had a very. Fool! You fool! The girl had a very thin face, like the dial of a small clock in a dark room in the middle of the night when you wake into the time of the clock telling you the hour. I mean, so anyway, he calls the 911, and uh, basically his wife ends up getting all her blood replaced. And uh, basically, a lot of people in this world commit suicide or try to, which is kind of, like, interesting because, like, the whole book banning thing was supposed to, you know, make people happy. Because, you know, knowledge, it makes people sad. So in order to make people complacent, we ban the knowledge. So it's just like, so then why are people unhappy? The world? Because it's, um, because it's deep. So these doctor people hop onto the scene. He says... That's 50 bucks, which I was like, holy shit, 50 bucks. That's that's great. They have great healthcare here. And for reference, um they do mention later on that the main But isn't this like 1950s money? Yeah, I I actually he they do mention his salary later on, and it's $6,000 a year. So it's less than 1% of his salary still. Which is way better than you'd find today. So yeah, basically, after this, they're just like, your wife's gonna be hungry in the morning, uh, bye. And then he has, like, a nervous breakdown, and then he goes to sleep, and then his wife and him wake up in the morning, and, like, he wakes up and goes to the kitchen, and then she's like, all caps, I'm hungry! Wait, hold on. Uh, my ear, ear fell out. My seashells <laughs> fell out. Um, Jazz and these references. The book we're currently fucking reading. Oh, her, her seashell things. Those are, like, the new Apple AirPods, I guess. 
Okay. Okay, Ray Bradbury with the Mac endorsement. Okay, hold on. I do have to go over his reactions when the doctors... Why do I have to go over this? I'm sorry. I have a lot of thoughts. Also, I didn't read that far and I'm kind of hoping we can fill an hour in what do I have? We're only like 10 pages in. I'm very sorry. It's just very good at the beginning. At first, he's like oh man, you're not going to send an MD to do this procedure? And then when he leaves, he's like, good God, who were those men? These are strangers doing this. And it's like, I don't know if you want like a professional or like Pete from high school to do this now. And then he's all concerned about his wife for a while. And then he's like, hmm, wow, this is her with just someone else's blood there. If only the rest of her weren't there. I wish I had another wife. Yeah. He was, like, very concerned about these men operating on his wife, but as soon as they leave, he's like, actually, I don't like my wife, so... Yeah, he's like, I wish she were dead. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like his wife at all. That's that's a big plot point, is that he doesn't like his wife, and she doesn't really like him, and she just, like, watches TV all day, because yeah, TV's so bad. You know... <laughs> you know, we watch, she watched TV all day. <sighs> Women just sit and watch TV all day. And she has, and like, then, no like, thoughts in her brain because TV... <laughs> anyway, so they wake up the next morning. She's hungry. She doesn't remember anything. And then, yeah, because he's basically like, you overdosed. And then she's like, no, I didn't. And then he's like, yeah, you did. And she's like, no, I didn't. And they discuss this for, like, a paragraph, and that's just how they go back and forth. Also, I kind of like the toaster. It, like, has hands. Okay. Toast popped out of the silver toaster was seized by a spidery metal hand that drenched it with melted butter. No, no, that's creepy. (laughs) So, Ray Bradbury predicted in the future that we would have toasters with hands. I love my hand toaster. Anyway, the only thing that I want to mention on this page that bothers me is I love how this is the future and it's futuristic, but they still have box tops. He's not very good at, like, world building. <laughs> really like some... And so, box yeah. Box tops for the education. The whole, like, just all the descriptions of the books is, like, everything's very, like, sleek and, like, metal and stuff, but then she's just, like, box tops. And it's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> It just, like, it pulls you right out. And you're just, we like, still we got still box, box tops, tops and we still, like, send them in. Hey, kids. Hey, kids. Make sure to save your paper oh clips for the Ronald McDonald house. Please no. Okay. Please remember these. <laughs> Too many flashbacks. So she's watching this TV thing, but it's a special thing because she got a script and she can say her lines along with it, which is also like she's fucking reading words on a page. And I don't get that. But it's not a book, Jazz. It's not bound and spiraled. Here's a printed text. As as long as you don't cover it with like some cover, it's not a book. It's not. But and and it's fine. And she's just reading. Because they read all the time. They were reading the words and they, on the wall. They and stuff. know how to read. Like they're perfectly literate, even though they're not taught it in school, which fucking frustrates the fuck yeah, out of no, me. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I did notice that because I was a little confused by how they can read words when books are so bad but they're still like actually let's still teach you how to read you just can't because there's this whole thing where he like will keep like singing a page of the book when he's like going to burn some books and then he'll be like whoa it says once upon a time and in this futuristic society if you don't want to like have people read books like don't teach them how to read also in the school thing it never like when the clarissa clarissa whatever 
says, like, describes her school day, she does not mention, like, being taught how to read. So when do they learn how to read? I know! That's what I'm saying! And so, the world building is abysmal, because all the jobs, like, doctor, there's a lot of military things and, like, pilots and everything, there's fucking robots everywhere! You need programmers and engineers for that! And, like, you need to fucking read books! You're not just gonna, like, word of mouth it! Yeah, I love how in the future, surgeons are taught by oral, oral history... And they just memorize. No, you see, it's just books that are banned. Just the things that are bound. As long as you just have the loose paper, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, you go to, like, a doctor's house and you're like, are these, like, medical textbooks? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. These aren't books. These are just stacks of paper that happen to have lots of medical knowledge and words in them. And then the police are apparently like, (laughs) yeah, okay. So, like, just, like, solve every conflict Just instead of waiting for someone to burn your books, just fucking rip the binding off. It's not a book anymore. It's just pages. The police get called and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you, like, they come to your house and they open the door and they're like, ma'am, we heard you had some books. And then you, like, you, like, shut, like, kick the, the, the bindings under the bed. And you're like, no, this is just paper, man. And they're like, oh, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, there's no books here. That's she's just got a stack of paper with words on it. Anyway, hey guys, so this is, this is our podcast, Paper Snub. Paper Snub, stacks of paper that happens to have words on it. Snub. <laughs> we actually we read these on our um, computers and Kindles, so they're not books, guys. Anyway, so back to the paper that we were reading. Uh, he goes outside after that intellectual stimulating conversation with Mildred. What What's the play about? Bob and Ruth and Helen. Oh yeah, that really frustrated me. He was like, what is the play about? And Mildred's like, it's got people in it. (laughs) Bob and Ruth and Helen, That's not how that works. There's no plot in it, and it's just like, there's people in it, and they talk, and she's so stupid because she watches TV all day. So. (laughs) It's basically a reality show, so Ray Bradbury predicted that, too. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's such a genius. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he goes outside and Clarice is there and she's like standing in the rain and she's like, I'm so crazy because I like to stand in the rain. Um, she's He's like, what you doing? And she's like, I'm still crazy. The rain feels good. I love to walk in it. Also, this is where the meme comes in. I'll send this to you. It was funny because I was on Twitter and I saw someone use this as a reaction image and I would, like had just read that part. Go in like, like kick the kick chat. I'm waiting for this meme. Yes! <laughs> I hate you so much. I love it. Listeners, dear listeners, Ivy just sent us the picture of DW from Arthur standing in the rain like an R&B video. <laughs> like, I'm so I sick. was just like, this is Ivy. perfect. It's Clarice. And then, and, and then she's like, rain tastes like wine. And I'm like, that's a lie. You either never had wine or your pollution problem is really concerning. Or, or she's Jesus. <gasps> oh my God. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I love the part in Fahrenheit 451 when Clarice McClellan was Jesus <laughs> the whole time. Holy shit. Oh my God. The manic pixie Jesus girl. Yeah, and he's like, what you got there? And she's like, I got a dandelion. And um, I didn't think I'd be like, have you ever heard of rubbing it under your chin? It'll tell you if you're in love. 
And then so that happens for a while. And she's like, what a shame. You're not in love anymore. And he's like, yeah, I am. Even though he was just talking about how much he hates his wife. And even though he never heard this before, and she just, like, kind of made it up. And he's like, actually, that's a defective dandelion. It's not working. Not like... Hey, maybe that's just, like, a stupid thing. Yeah, so then... (laughs) The onion! So then Clarice says the pivotal line (laughs) about the greatest of things. Does someone want to read it? Because I don't have the book up right now. (laughs) I've got to go see my psychiatrist now. They make me go. I made up things to say. I don't know what he thinks of me. He says I'm a regular onion. I keep him busy peeling away the layers. You know what else has layers? (laughs) So... (laughs) Bodies! I can't believe her psychiatrist is Shrek. This actually goes back to the line before this because she she likes pina coladas and getting caught. Peeling pina coladas. (laughs) And drinking wine in the rain. (laughs) We're moving past this reference before we just lose all our listeners. They're just like, please, we all watch another movie. (laughs) Somebody likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Fiona! So anyway, Clarice goes to see a psychiatrist because uh, she's crazy. Then she's like, Montag, you're too good and sensitive man to be fireman. You're not like those other men who are firemen. You're a good man. Don't don't burn down houses, Montag. (laughs) You're a a good man, Charlie Brown. Please, no. No. (laughs) Yeah, and then after she says that he's like good, he felt his body divide itself into a hotness and a coldness. A softness okay. and a hardness, a trembling and oh, a not trembling, the two halves ew. grinding up one upon the other. Ugh. So that's a good sort Ugh. of... He just became two people, I guess. Oh, and then we get the beautiful description of the robo-spider dog. <laughs> yes! Robo-spider dog! Oh no, and also she like runs off again, because she's always just sort of running off like Naruto running. And then he <laughs> tilts his head back and is DW from Arthur, just like, oh, in the rain. <laughs> anyway, so then he goes to work and he sees uh, the thing called the Hound. But it's basically the mechanical hound. Yeah, mechanical hound. It slept but did not sleep. It was an eight-legged spider, spider thing, dog. and uh, it's designed to sniff out those reading traders. And then that's it. That's its job. There's one really relatable line. At night, when things got dull, which was which every was night. every night. <laughs> that's <Same>. pretty good. <laughs> True. Yeah, so the fellow firemen apparently like to play uh, quote-unquote games where they, like, let loose cats and chickens. Reindeer games. So the hound can, like, chase the chickens and the cats and kill them, and it's just like, why are y'all doing this? It says cats that would have to be drowned anyway, which makes me wonder what their process for putting down animals is. It's like, are cats and books banned? Is that it? I mean, they go hand in hand. Also, they have all of this, like, fancy machineries and weapons and, like, doctor things, but they can't figure out how to, like, euthanize a cat. And yet, the hound has a tongue, which is a needle with morphine in it. So the hound can just, like, euthanize something, but they still drown cats. So that's a really nice sort of book. They don't even explain why they drown cats, though. There's no, yeah, like, that's, reasoning that's behind it. It's just, like, it. a throwaway line, and I was just like, uh... 
<laughs> like, why what? are you doing it? Are they why? sick? Are they dying? Or do you just not like cats? Like, what? why does everybody hate cats? The mechanical hound bugs the shit out of me because when I had to read this fucking book for school, my teacher school. was like, "Oh, this is all about what would happen if." technology continued unchecked and i'm like it's not unchecked this these assholes have a fucking robo spider dog and like (laughs) the average person has like a tv and like is not allowed to have like a computer to share your thoughts or like a camera there's there's inconsistencies here it's not unchecked it's very the most checked it can be they have 80-inch wide TVs. Well, I guess the thing is, because it's like 1950 or whatever, so Ray Bradbury couldn't imagine any technology other than just a TV. So he's just like, yeah, technology, you know, TVs, uh, radios. Set phasers to um, stun. Set mechanical hound to stun. Radios in your ears. Ooh. Mm, yeah, TVs that you watch. Um, big ones. Yep. And then it, and then he's also like, also mechanical spider dogs and spider yeah. toasters. That's uh, all of the technologies: TVs and spider toasters. That's all you fucking need. So anyway, so the next couple of pages just kind of jump between like him at work and him talking to Clarice. So then he like talks to Clarice and has like more manic pixie dream conversation about like him having no kids and how leaves smell. He describes the ingredients of a man. Okay. Amino acids. All right. Sulfur, butterfat, and alkaline. Butterfat? Those are all the things in a man. That, that's what I love loving my men. Butterfat. <laughs> He's like... The mechanical hound, like, kind of, sort of, does a little movement when he walks by it, and he's like, you know that meme, I was threatened. (laughs) The mechanical hound barely looks at him, and he's just like, it tried to kill me. I was threatened. (laughs) And then he's like, oh man, someone programmed this specifically to target me. But, like, just enough memory, so it growled when I touched it, but not a lot of memory. It'd have, like, Ray Bradbury... In a computer, the data is either there or it's not. It's not, like, on the tip of your tongue or anything. It's not, like, oh, I can kind of remember it. That's that's not what happens. Ray Bradbury has never met a human program in his life. So, yeah, he talks to Clarice some more in the paragraphs when he's not at work. Apparently, she's not allowed to go to school because she's antisocial. She does go to school, but she just doesn't go. Ooh! When he sees her again, she's shaking a walnut tree like she's trying to appease her Animal Crossing friends. Stop it. And then she takes the walnuts to Rex. And then a bee's nest falls out. And then Barry Benson. And then she takes takes the walnuts to um, Bo, and then Bo's like, and then she's like, Bo, come to my campsite. And Bo's like, build me a couch, bitch. Pocket camp. Got those timely references. Mm. I do like the commentary on the hound. It's like Montag's like, man, is, is it like sentient? And his boss is like, it's it's a fucking robot. It's not an advanced AI. It's not sentient. He's like, that's sad. I wish it were, it could experience things. Why? You just were like, that's terrifying. And he's like, I wish. More than anything. What's not? More than life. I wish to go to the festival. Anyway, so he talks to Clarice some more when he's not at work. And uh, apparently there's a TV class at Clarice's school, which... You know, I just felt the need to mention it because it's TV class. And it's just like, what are they even learning in TV class? How like, to watch they learn, TV like, the- because TV is... Uh, but 
do they learn like the history of TV? Like, do they sit there and they're just no. like, so the first and last episodes of Friends had similar allegorical themes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. So, as we all hate Ross. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just wondering what they're learning in TV class. Like, she didn't explain it, and I just, I need to know. She didn't explain it because I don't think Ray Bradbury actually knows. Dang it. Yeah, well, because his, like, world building is so bad, so he just kind of says things, and he's like, this is cool and smart, right? And it's like, no. It's not. Speaking of world building, this is what the kids do in their free time. Or at least Clarice the kid does. I break window panes in the window smasher place or wreck cars in the car wrecker place. It, it can't even have a good name. The window smasher place? We couldn't call it like Sir Smash-a-Lot or, or something. Like just it's anything. It's like he put a substitute name and was like, oh, when I read through it again, I'll think of a real name. <laughs> His editor didn't catch on to that. Anyway, so then Clarice starts talking about how she's scared of other kids her age because they apparently just be murdering each other. Yeah. Like, and it's just like... <laughs> Again, wasn't the whole book banning thing supposed to make everyone happy? Why are people murdering each other? Like, aren't we supposed to all be complacent with our big TVs and whatnot? Well, that's the point, is because they weren't complacent with their big TVs because books are good, actually. Dang it, I missed the whole point of this book. Did you know that books are good, actually? I love my bundles of paper that are not bound. Didn't you know, Potatoes, that, like, violence was invented with, like, the cell phone and TV? Because it's just, like, I mean, it's not like it gets reported on more or, like, we know more about more incidents. It's just, like, before TVs and cell phones, like, world peace. Everyone just loved and respected each other for who they were. Oh, that's, that's right. That's how history worked, right? I love that part in the Revolutionary War when um, the war was caused by uh, Patrick Henry and a TV. So anyway. In the, in the words of Patrick Henry, give me death. All right. So we've gotten to page like 25. So let's like summarize some more. I was trying to go fast, but then y'all keep going back every time I go fast. I'm sorry. Go faster, patati. So yeah, kids are killing each other. Uh, another week passes, like, kind of Twilight style, where it's just, like, yeah. one sentence per week. November. Or, like, day. December. <laughs> Until Clarice basically dis- See? I I'm very sorry. No, I'm not. very sorry. But you're this is just sorry. really fucking funny. What? There's joke boxes <laughs> instead of juke boxes. And apparently you play jokes on them. So you could put in 21 plays of John the Lady Salt and Pepper Diner with one play of, like, I don't know, the Ducklings bit and just be so fucking meta. Stop it. What's new, Pussycat? I'm sorry. I'm done with the both of Somebody. Buddy. Anyway, so basically this week passes and then, surprise, surprise, Clarice disappears, which you could have never seen seen coming with all those radical ideas she had about the, those those books um montag goes to work he starts feeling really guilty and paranoid he's always talking about that that thing in his that he's hidden in his like air conditioning bin and it's like what could it be dun, dun, dun. can't even guess what contraband item what he has. could that Man, this book could be like 10 pages long and accomplish the same amount because at the like very beginning of the story, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, so apparently he's at work one day. And so you find out that the government like rewrote textbooks. So textbooks still exist. 
for some reason, and the government just <laughs> oh. rewrote them <laughs> to say, like, that basically they just rewrote history. Well, it's, like, one page long, right? But yeah, this is just the fireman's creed, and, like, it's basically to say that firemen always burn stuff, like, Clarice is wrong, and firemen never didn't burn things. Firemen always burn stuff, and this was written, this this creed, by the first fireman, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Old B. Frank! B. Frank's the fireman! B. Frank! Of all the hot dog man. Of all the historical figures y'all could have chosen to be your first fireman, you choose a man who is an author. <laughs> you choose a man who invented bifocals. He started the first fire department in Philadelphia. In actual history, the real fire department, he made it. Okay, but that's only one historical thing about Ben Franklin. The man has like a thousand things that he invented. How much history did you have to rewrite to take all that out? All of it, I guess. Th- that's all he is. We're gonna ignore the part where he like invented bifocals because he was just trying to read. He loved starting fires and was always finding new ways to do so, such as when he carried a kite in the rain with a key <laughs> on the end. And he was- <laughs> yeah, he set it on fire. That's why. And he, he burnt the book at the end of the key. So you guys remember that one? I, I love that story. He invented really... bifocals so he could read his stacks of paper that aren't bound together and just happen to have words. No, he on invented him. them so he could do that thing where you like put a glass above like a sidewalk above an ant and it starts a fire. I love how old Beef Franks uh, hated books. So yeah, the alarm then sounds while they're like grilling Montag and telling him all about the first fireman. And they go to like burn down this old lady's house. And she's like, you're gonna have to pry these books out of my hot dead hands. And then she sets herself on fire. Yep. Oh, he also steals a book. Oh yeah, he steals a book from her house because she has like a whole library of books. Like the book thief, except worse. Uh, Essentially. So yeah, he grabs a book. Like the book thief, except the book thief is actually a good book and I would good book rather read yeah. it. That's true. So yeah, then he goes home and he's like, my wife is dumb and vapid. My wife. But I'll test her anyway. And he's like, do you remember when we met? And she's like, LOL, no. Oh, also, he describes Mildred as having flesh like white bacon. Okay. What? Okay. No, 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 no. Yep. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, he does. Yep. That's uncomfortable. Okay. God, he, he absolutely I see it. does. It's bad. It's awful. It's just like, first of all, the bacon isn't white. That's like the fat on the bacon. Well, maybe it's like, if bacon was white, it would look like Mildred. Ew. There's like a casual reference to the Tower of Babel, which is like, why would you know about that? Why would you know about that if you can't read books? Like, the Bible is a book! And see, if you just unbind them, you could solve all the problems. You could just read them and have Tower of Babel Oh, this world building is so bad. I'm so angry. It's, it's bad, and he, he should feel His boss bad. actually loves reading and keeps making references to things he definitely read. Yeah, his boss is definitely the shadiest character in this book, but then yeah, also his boss wants is to, like, just point like, the finger. Yeah, you know, like, you pick things up now and then, and it's like, have you been and put them down. reading? You can't just pick these things up. Nobody's talking to you about the Tower of Babel, sir. You had to have read about that. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I love when you just talk about the Tower of Babel in everyday conversation. The book just fell open, I swear, and, and I accidentally read a little bit and memorized it accidentally. <laughs> I'm 
I'm imagining when someone reads something, it's like a situation like uh, 2319 from Monsters Incorporated, like when they fucking accidentally bring some shit back in, oh. like fucking deck them, everyone's coming in through the fucking ceiling. Did he say once upon a time? Go, 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 go! <laughs> Alright, summarize us some more. Uh, basically he hates his wife. <laughs> the essentialness of all these pages he just really hates his wife and it's just like he just spends a lot of time talking about it he's like oh god she's talking to me she's just keeps talking to me and then like five minutes later when she puts in her headphones because he's not talking to her he's like you know no one ever talks anymore we don't even <laughs> talk she doesn't even talk to me and i'm like what the fuck yeah Oh my gosh. So yeah, basically Clarice apparently got hit by a car. Wink, wink. The government probably took her out. It's Alaska. Please no. We can't reference this anymore. I'm sorry. These books keep being the same story. You know, that's true. They really are. But yeah, so then he pretends he's sick. She's like, you're sick. And he wants to basically give himself up because he feels guilty because that's why he's sick. Because he feels guilty. And Jazz finds the fact that he's guilty funny. He, he pukes and she's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> she asks verbatim, why'd you do that? Yeah, and he's like, I'm sick. And she's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yeah, I am. And she's like, no, you're not. And like, this is like their only conversation they only have conversations like this where it's basically just like, yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Like, they have five-year-old conversations. <laughs> Throw back to the conversation where he's like, yeah, you took a lot of pills. And she's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. He's like, yeah, you did. She's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then he's basically like, I've never read a book, but I know the authors of all these books, such as Dante, Swift, and Marcus Aurelius. And it's just like, what? <laughs> How do you how do you know this? It's just like if you're burning the book, how do you even how do you even know how to pronounce Dante? Like what do you And then she's like, isn't he a European? And it's just like, how do you even know what Europe is, Mildred? All you do is watch Desperate Housewives, Mildred. It's like how how do you know? So anyway, he's like, call Beatty, because I don't want to go to work because I'm sick with all this guilt. And he starts having some conversation about things. And There's so much talk about, like, you know, the good old days. Like, Clarice keeps being like, oh, when my uncle was young, he remembers doing this and, like, reading books. But also, guys like my grandfather and father before me were firemen. And also, Benjamin Franklin was a fireman. So yeah. it's just like, how does... What is how long the timeline in this story? What, what is this timeline? <laughs> yeah, because it's apparently, like, only 70 years from 1950, which would be three years from now. But it's just, like, it's apparently, like, 70 years to where she has an uncle who's, like, presumably, I don't know, like, maybe 70 or 80 who can remember the good old days. But then Guy and his father couldn't remember, like, the good old yeah, days. Yeah, and also, like, Ben Franklin was a firefight. <laughs> so it's, oh, like... That gets cleared up a little later. It was actually rewritten. Ben Franklin was a real fireman, but actually they rewrote the history of firemen to be like, they always set fires. Okay. To the rain. But still, like, how long was this sort of timeline? Oh, well, uh, Beatty comes in. Yeah, so Beatty comes in and does some exposition talk, which kind of explains things, but also doesn't. He's, he's, he goes full on, I love reading, and I'm on your side, but also I didn't care about that woman who I left burning in her house. 
Um, yeah, pretty much. And he's like, well, he said that the job got started around the Civil War, which was definitely a yeah. while before 1950. That too. But then it's just like, you're lying. And it's also like, it's the connotation. It's like, you know, when things started going wrong, the Civil War. And I'm like, what? What? That's when things started going wrong when we let those slaves go. If we hadn't done that, <laughs> the technology wouldn't have gotten too wild. <laughs> and it's just like, no connections. Just, that was a reach for the stars, but okay. And then, okay, this is how their civilization came to be, is that it used to be good where only a few people could read, but then, you know, the, the lower classes started learning how to read. Uh-oh. And they just, you know, fucked everything up. And he's always like, <laughs> he's talking about how, like, things get shorter and shorter because nobody has an attention span or whatever, and it's just like, oh my god. That sounds just like what baby boomers say now and stuff. Just like, oh no. First the YouTube videos got shorter, then you had the Vine, where it was only six seconds, because attention spans, am I right? Am I right? (laughs) What? Okay, he uses the fucking most hilarious example for this sentence. And he's talking about how, oh, they keep shortening things, making things into movies. No one has to read anymore. And he's like, you know, some people's sole knowledge of, like, Hamlet was a one-page digest in a book, blah blah And I'm just, Hamlet's not a fucking book. It's a play. You watch it anyway. That's how it was intended oh to God. be. You go see <laughs> it. You watch it. It's not like it's a shortcut. Like, you're, this is what it is. It's a play. No, Jazz. Real intellectuals never see plays. They just read them. I hate that watered-down version of Hamlet that you don't read. Those, like, you know, those, like, frivolous people who, like, don't read, so they, like, see the those play. Those frivolous people who just what? watch Shakespeare, you know? How dare they watch things instead of just reading the script? So, yeah, basically Beatty has some more, like, exposition talk. He has, like, a fucking stroke. Okay, okay. I'm gonna, this is word for word. Speed up the film, Montag, quick. Click, pick, <laughs> look, I, now, click, here, there, swift, pace, up, down, in, out, why, how, who, what, when, where, eh, up, bang, snap, wallop, ping pong, boom, digest, 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 politics, one column, two sentences, a headline, and the- <laughs> This is like, sir, are you okay? <laughs> It's like how Montag doesn't like blink an eye when all of this is happening. Montag's just like, ah, this is normal. (laughs) Okay, sir. So anyway, after that, whatever that was, (laughs) they just continue to talk and have more like philosophical times about life until Montag's just like, ah, let me be because Mildred's trying to fluff his pillow or something. And then BD's just like... Okay, and then they just talk about boring stuff. It's just a bunch of boring talk. I like how they just keep going from, like, philosophical talk to, like, random stuff like that. Like, they go from talking about baseball to talking about how minorities need to get out of here. Like, it's just like, they just- They're just like, yeah, baseball's a fun game. Then he's like, now let's take up the minorities in our civilization. (laughs) It's like, what? It's just like, you know, the minorities, such as Texans, which is listed, (laughs) and dog lovers. Doctors, lawyers, merchants, chiefs. I love when lawyers are a minority. (laughs) Oppressed minority. 
<laughs> the oppressed minority of Texans. <laughs> and chiefs. 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 Like, I love when people who have, like, power are just, like, oppressed minorities, I guess. People from Oregon. People from Oregon. So, yeah, basically, they have this conversation for, like, literally 14 pages. And it just keeps jumping back and forth like that between, like, random stuff and, like, let's get rid of Oregonians. The, the types of books that survive are comic books and three-dimensional, I guess, pop-out sex magazines. Wait a second. Oh, my God, wait. Who is making... Comic the- books are allowed? Comic books? Oh, my God. This is so... This is making me so mad, actually. Why? Are comic books only allowed so they can have have, like, Marvel movies on, like, their parlor walls or something, you know? And it's just like, how do we keep going from this? And, like, one minute he's having, like, a stroke and he's like, pick a tick! And then it's just like, yeah, colored people don't like little black Sambo. And it's just like, what? How are we going back and forth between these ideals? He's having such a fucking stroke because he's like, you know, all these special snowflakes just can't conform and just deal with things and then he's like you know people just want you to be too much alike nowadays they won't let you be different and i'm like pick one <laughs> pick, pick a one Let pick a side it's just like he refuses to pick a lane. And the problem is, is that I'm not sure if Bradbury wants us to like laugh at this man for like his stupid ideals or if he like agrees with him. I'm just never sure what some of these authors. Well, he was a white man living in the 1950s, so he probably agreed. I had to read for my class interviews about this book and his whole thing was like, you know, people keep sending me things like, oh man. Wouldn't it be cool if there was if you like you wrote a book but with like a little tiny bit of representation and he's like, but you see, that's oppressing me. This is wrecking my freedom of speech, is you having an opinion about my work. <laughs> <laughs> the hard breathing. <laughs> I feel like a racist rant. <laughs> you just gotta breathe hard because you really worked up a sweat being racist. Okay, so basically, Beatty admits that they hashtag killed Clarice. He, he says it in a lot of words, but that's what he meant. They casually mentioned motorcycle helicopters, and I really wanted more what? information on that. <laughs> Stop. What is that? <laughs> Technology's gone too far. So anyway, we got motorcycle helicopters. You vroom vroom across the sky. <laughs> <laughs> We got motor. We got all the technology. We got <laughs> motorcycle helicopters. We got spider toasters, and we got TV. So yeah, basically, Montag X BD. What if a fireman like accidentally kind of sort of takes a book home with him, and then BD like cites some age old rule that's just like he has twenty four hours to give it up, or we're burning down his house. And it's just like. Okay. It's just like, way to tell on yourself, Montag. That was just hypothetically, though. Hypothetically, you know, what if a fireman were just to, you know, accidentally take a take a book, you know? The telltale hypothetical. The telltale you know, book. These walls, it, it beats. these walls are really well constructed. <laughs> these walls. This Great book is, walls. It's not well constructed. It's actually just paper. It's not binding. His boss wants to like form a band with him. Why? He's going through names. Where are you like- even seeing this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm legitimately trying to look for this stuff and Jazz is just like randomly seeing motorcycle helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. The important thing for you to 
remember Montag is where the happiness boys, the Dixie duo. He's like pitching band names to him right now. <laughs> the happiness boys. You know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I like the happiness boys. Actually, that's that's pretty cool. It's not bad names. So yeah, basically, then he talks to his wife, and she's like talking to the walls or whatever, because in this world you can talk to your TVs and your TVs talk back. That's fun. Yeah. And he's like, every fireman has wanted to read a book, so I've actually read a book, but they suck. Yeah, he basically tells his wife that he's read a book, and he starts, like, yelling at her. He's just like, you gotta help me. We're heading right for a cliff, Millie. We gotta read books. And it's just like... I thought you said Billy, and I'm like, who the fuck? Yeah, he just starts losing it. So then, like, lies. Ooh, part two starts. This book has parts? Yeah. I'm done. I'm done with this book. Why does it have parts? The sea (laughs) and the sand? He has a lot of books. He has 20 books? Oh, yeah, he shows his books to his wife, and he has, like, 20 books. I thought he only had one book hidden behind the air conditioner. This lying liar. He has, like, 20. He just keeps moving his hand and dropping (laughs) books out from the air conditioner. And then his wife is like, Because she starts moaning. So, yeah, basically he starts flashing back to when he met this old man in the park. No. And the old man was like, I don't know, a librarian of past life. So once again, it's just like, we still have living librarians, but we have people who think that Benjamin Franklin burned books. Where's the timeline? <laughs> it's just like, Dark how do we... Dark Ray Bradbury, show us the forbidden Fahrenheit 451 timeline. Dark Ray Bradbury, show us uh, good world building. Yeah, Dark Ray Bradbury, <laughs> show us the forbidden good book. So yeah, basically the next couple of pages are just him talking about when he like started meeting this old man in the park. And at first the old man was, of course, like, I'm not talking to you, cop. And then Montag eventually, like, I don't know, gained his trust with that stunning personality he has. And the old man eventually opens up to him about Shakespeare and Plato and books. Oh, shit. That's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, is that a book? (laughs) I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. (laughs) Anyways, well, okay, so this book has a lot of words, too, that it doesn't need. You know, when I read this book in 10th grade, I really wanted to burn it at the end. I actually don't hate it as much now, though. It actually is not as bad as I previously thought. It's not the worst. I feel like the writing is actually not that bad, but, like, just sort of Ray Bradbury's Never Met a Human Woman... Ray Bradbury's never met a human world building. And it's like everybody acting like it's the next great classic that's like so amazing and deep. And it's Dutch like Dutch commentary. No. And it's like it doesn't make sense with itself. <laughs> it's not it's like such commentary, and the only commentary here is like, uh, TV blah, books are good actually. And you're like, I know books are good actually. I'm reading a book right now, and it's your book, and I wish I wasn't. Alright, so to race through the rest of this, him and his, not him and his wife, his wife and like some woman are in the house, they're watching TV, he comes in, he loses his mind, he's just like, Hey guys, books and then they're like, What? And he's like books and he's like i need to make it a joke but how do i make it a joke and it's just like sir what are you doing is this where he reads the poem yeah okay this is where i have a problem because he did this right here that that was it 
That's where you had the problem? Right, I was rereading it today. I didn't even read this far, but I, I remember this. He comes into the room. <laughs> you remembered this poem. Even though, like, a week ago, he he still has a job of burning the books, and a week ago he was like, books suck. He acts like he's a fucking Rick and Morty fan. He's like, actually, you have to have a pretty high <laughs> IQ to understand books. <laughs> he really does this. And he's just, like, sassing all his wife and his her friends. He's, like, reading a poem, and he's like, you see... This is what it means to be like an intellectual, and it's like you—you you didn't read anything until a week ago. You're just got here. Yeah, he didn't even get to read like Sea Dog Run, Dog Has Hat. Like he's like reading poetry, and he's like, I understand. Apparently, they learn how to read, and then apparently, he's been reading the books that he stole this whole time, also. But they never kind of tell you that because you know, f writing. Fahrenheit four fifty one. You where the first book he steals and reads is Unenchanted. Stop, please. N- no, how would he even do that on his i Kindle? Yes, <laughs> Kindle Mac on his his spider phone. <laughs> spider Kindle. <laughs> his spider delivers the pages. So yeah, he reads this poem while he's losing it, and he makes a woman cry. So that's fun. And yeah, can we can we race through the rest of this to like give us a summary for the rest of the book? Okay, Pat. so this is on memory, but basically he starts getting really paranoid after all of that because he starts thinking that the hound is like outside of his house, and then um, his wife turns him in to the cops, the firefighters, whatever. She's like, that boy Montag been reading that books. Guy. And of course, Beatty's like, I knew you were reading books. <laughs> that guy Fieri. <laughs> God, <laughs> free me. Stop it. So basically, no. they Fieri up his Please. house. <laughs> Beatty and them literally fire his house up or whatever. They send the hound after him and the hound like does the morphine thing and like shoots it through Montag's leg and Montag's like, ow, that hurt. But then he like apparently suplexes the hound. I don't know if any of this happens because I'm going off of memory, but y'all will believe me anyway because you're the listeners. So basically he like sprints off into the distance, but not really because, you know, he just got morphine by the hound after his house just went up in flames because his wife tattled on him. I like how though when she's like coming out of the house, she's like crying about the fact that they're gonna like burn her parlor walls and i'm like wait a second didn't you just say earlier the houses are fireproof pick a lane bradbury but anyway back to the point he's like running off he apparently goes and finds like the secret society of people who memorize books or whatever because you know you can't have the books but if you memorize the books then they're not books and uh, apparently the book that montag stole from the old lady's house was the the bible because of, of course he steals oh my god he steals the most important was it <laughs> yes really? it was so of course he stole like what god what a white christian man in that. 1950 would think is the most important book of all time he didn't steal the quran he didn't steal the torah he stole the whole bible <laughs> apparently he read enough of it to memorize some of it so the secret society people take him in and they're like you know psalms and yeah that, that, that's fahrenheit 451 um books um you know everybody how everybody watches tv you know attention <laughs> spans are getting shorter because the kids is it just the kids like the, kids the vines. they only have a six second attention span they don't think about anything anymore you know how like computer 
Zombies are evil. You know how TV just makes people want to die? (laughs) Same. You know how when you wear Apple, like, ear pods, you just want to (laughs) die? I would want to die if I had spent a hundred and something dollars on some Apple ear pods. You know how computers are evil and those millennials are killing the, the, the book industry? You know how the Bible is the most important <laughs> book? Ever in the whole world? In the whole world, the you Bible. You know how there's motorcycle helicopters? <laughs> you know how there's motorcycle helicopters? <laughs> and spider toasters? <laughs> I really want a spider toaster, but I also don't at the same time. I want a spider toaster. It sounds so terrifying. And and you just are like, hello, spider friend, make me some toast. And it's like... (laughs) You know how, like, technology is, like, the destruction of knowledge and books are not technology? They're, like, the opposite of technology. You know how if you just looked in the dictionary, which is a book... And you look up a definition of technology, you'd find out that most everything in life is technology. You know? Like, your bed is technology and and books. I love how when everything in life isn't technology, because we don't all know the definition of technology, it just means computers, am I right? Right! Am I right? TV! (laughs) Good brains! My brains turned to mush because I watched an episode of Real Housewives. <laughs> I watched an episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and now I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Slam a jamma ruined my brain. Welcome to Flavor Town. I love the part in Diners, Drive-Ins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this has been um, paper. Snow. This has been. Stacks of paper that just happen to have words on them, but aren't books, snub. This was a podcast to keep you warm with all those books burning, because now that you read Fahrenheit 451, because hearing us talk about it is basically the same as reading it, cite us in your book report. Right. Um, you that, don't have so to now read that it. you've read it, you'll want to go burn all your books, and that'll keep you warm this cold, cold winter's night. So yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully not reading another classic some body. body. <laughs>